Do you want to get into real estate but don't know where to start? Do you wonder how others are living rent-free? I promise by the end of this episode, you'll learn an insight into how others own rentals, made mistakes, recovered, and how you can get involved in owning them. Find out how they started in real estate and how working with others helped them to grow in the space. Find out all that and more today, where we provide real estate investors with the tools to achieve generational wealth. Welcome to the AMI Podcast. I'm your host, Bud Evans. Good day, High Flyers, and welcome to the Aim High Podcast. I'm your host, Bud Evans, and today I am joined by Brad Warren. How are you today, Brad? I'm doing very well, thank you. Brad, I've never actually talked about this type of real estate investing before, so this is going to be a great educational experience, not only for the listeners and the, those that are watching on YouTube, but also for me. So I really appreciate you being on. Well, thank you. It, I love getting the word out about it. I'm totally a land addict is what we call ourselves. My wife and I own 11 properties already, and hopefully we'll get some more. Fantastic. Brad, you and I have had conversations. I've already checked out your LinkedIn profile. I know you a little bit. Would you be so kind as to give me a quick introduction? Sure. I'm 72 years old, so the introduction could be very long, but I'll keep it real short. Basically, I was a business coach for a little over 40 years, had a very successful career, worked for Keller Williams and a bunch of places, and was also a seminar leader. So I got to travel all around the world speaking, I basically talked for a living, which I love. And about a little over five years ago, I transitioned over to land banking. I'm a what I call a land banking consultant or land banking specialist got my real estate license, went to work for my land banker. Her name is Marcella Silva, because I had already been investing with her for about six years. I invested, then I became a finder, which is like a referral partner. I was making money referring business to her. And finally she said, stop referring, keep those people for your for yourself, join my team. So I said, okay. <laughs> and so now I'm a land banking consultant, helping people build generational wealth. Excellent. Great intro. Thank you very much. Let's go into some deals. I am anxious to find out how you got into this specific niche. The, the story goes like this. I do a quarterly net worth statement. been doing it since March of 1989, when my wife and I were engaged to get married. And I would do the numbers every quarter just to see how we were progressing. And on December 31st, 2011, I did the numbers and I sat there looking at them and I realized I could not retire. My wife could retire. She worked for Oracle. She had a 401k company match. She picked her own mutual funds and was doing exceptionally well. She had enough money to retire by herself. Together, we probably had enough money. But by myself, bud, if I was a single guy with what I had in the bank, very embarrassing when I saw those numbers and realized I was in deep dog doo-doo. So I invited Marcella over to our house. This would be January of 2012 now. And she did her, brought her laptop, did the presentation in front of my wife and I. My wife got up and said, no, thank you. Sounds like speculation. I don't want to wait seven to 10 years for a return. And she walked out of the room. And I said, Marcella, the only way I'm going to get enough money to retire is by doing this, by investing in land. And so I bought my first property. I actually closed on my first property two months later. That would be March of 2012. 
Got my second one in 2013, my third one in 2014. And then in 2015, my wife comes with me to a hotel to hear Marcella and the COO of the company speak about land banking. And investors get to bring their friends to introduce them. And she, the whole way in the car, bud, she's going, now I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy. I don't want to buy. This is like a going to a timeshare presentation, right? That you make the agreement not to buy and then you wind up buying. We get there. She listens to Marcella and the COO and she buys two properties right there in the hotel room. And the whole way home in the car, I'm going, I thought you weren't going to buy. What happened to I'm not going to buy it? And she said, shut up, shut up. I get it now. I understand. So she got number five. And then we bought five more since then. And then finally, I wanted to keep buying one every year. And finally, she said, stop. We have almost 39 acres. We own a lot of 11 properties. A good portion of our portfolio, it was about a third of our retirement portfolio. She said, that's it. I don't want to get too far unbalanced, as it were. So we stopped buying. But the deal is, the compromise is, every time we sell one, we take a really nice vacation. We put a big chunk towards retirement and we, we replace that property with another one. So that's what we're going to do going forward. Excellent. That's a great plan. And instant diversification, keeping it at 30%. That's great. Yeah. All right. Now you purchased your first land parcel. I've got to find out, has there ever been one that maybe didn't do as well as you thought it was going to? I'm going to be totally transparent with everybody. My oldest property is 11 years old. We tell people on average seven to 10 years to get your return. By the way, the exit strategy is you sell the land to a developer. Mm-hmm. Developer builds a thousand acre solar farm with tens of thousands of solar panels or a shopping center or a football stadium on a huge tract of land of which your little one acre is just part of it. So I haven't sold it yet, but people and people say, outside the 10 years. They said, yeah, sometimes it happens sooner. Sometimes it happens later. Aren't you concerned? No. Why? Let's see. There's a property right near my property that is selling for four times what I paid. So I know my property's already gone up four times in value. Oh, and did I forget to mention that the city council a year ago rezoned my mixed use four property to mixed use five property. They basically gave me a vertical acre. Mm-hmm. Not out this way, not sideways, but they gave me the, they gave not just me, they gave the developer the opportunity to build a five-story hotel instead of a four-story hotel. So that just increased my property value, another X. So I'm already at five X. My property will sell for over a half a million. And my goal is to wait till it gets to a million. And so if I have to wait another five, six, seven years, if even if it goes to 20 years, but I turned a hundred thousand into a million and I didn't do anything except pay my property tax once a year, which by the way, on that property is a couple of hundred bucks because it's raw land and it's valued very low by the assessor. I'll take the million in 20 years. Okay with that. And that's just one of my 11 properties. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's the, I was actually going to follow up and ask you about the upkeep and the cost for the land. As far as like property taxes, do you have to carry insurance on it? And then do you have to keep it kept? (laughs) (laughs) So no insurance is necessary. Yes, you have to pay property taxes. And in California with Proposition 13, they're incredibly low. 
they start out very low. They actually start out lower than what they're allowed to be assessed at because it's raw land. And the increase per year, you're only allowed, it only goes up 2%. So if I pay $100 the first year, I pay $102 the second year. So the increase is negligible. But your right. last question about, do you have to do anything with the property? It's funny that you said that about two months ago, I got a notice from the LA County weed abatement. Oh, am I still there? Yeah, you, I got you loud and clear. Okay. It says, keep trying. I got a funny message there on the phone. The weed abatement people in LA sent me a notice saying, you may have to remove some weeds on your property. And I'm like, it's the high desert. It's just dirt. There's nothing growing there. There's no weeds. And I haven't heard back from them. So basically, right. no, there's really nothing you need to do except wait. That's the biggest. People always say, what's the biggest downside or the biggest risk in investing in land the way that your company does, Brad. And I tell people the biggest risk is you, the investor, getting impatient and wanting to get out quicker and get your money back. And I have mm -hmm. several stories of people who tried to do that. We told them to be patient. They waited another year or another two years, and they got the three to seven X return that we tell them to expect. Excellent. That's great. So, you're buying land, you've got your 11 properties. Is there anything in the future? What is there anything else that you're investing in? You mean in terms of my overall portfolio? Yeah. yeah I mean, in terms of like, how are you balancing out? Are you using other real estate assets? I know your wife is into mutual funds and all that, but are, how are you? You've talked about diversification. I'm just looking forward to finding out exactly how are you diversified? Because of our age, I'm 72, she'll be 72 in June. A couple of years ago, we took her big chunk, her 401k, and we turned it into a fixed index annuity with life insurance with living benefits. We didn't okay. have insurance. And that life insurance policy with living benefits allows us to borrow from the life insurance policy if we should ever need long-term care or we want to go on an around-the-world cruise or buy a Tesla or something like that. And then the death benefit is re if we don't repay it, if we don't put the money back in, the death benefit is reduced by that amount. So we take out $100,000, we have a million and a half life insurance policy. Gee, my daughter will get $1.4 instead of $1.5 Oh, my right. God. But I'll be dead, so I don't even care. <laughs> She'll be very happy. So we have a fixed index annuity. We still have Oracle stock. We have quite a bit of Oracle stock. And as long as it keeps going up and Larry keeps increasing that, we got a sizable chunk there. We have a couple of other mutual funds, just individual ones here and there, maybe three, four of those. We just recently invested in something called Real. It's a real estate acceleration loan. Minimum investment was $20,000. It's 10% per quarter. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, when I, my wife thinks it's too risky. She only let me put in 20, the, the minimum amount. I want to do another 20 this year. And I'm, we're in discussion, let's say, but we're in discussion <laughs> about that. But it's paying 10% per quarter and it's compounded. So first quarter, I made 2000. Second quarter, I made 2200. This quarter, I'll make 2400 or something like that. So it's very nice. I like that one. I'd like to get a couple more of those. She got a series I bond. In fact, we both have one and that's a fixed 9.69% for six months, but you got to hold it for five years and then, or else there's a penalty. 
So we've got a whole combination. Oh, we own one rental. It's free and clear. We have cash flow from that every month. So we're, we, we're all over the place. Okay. All right. Whatever it takes. And man, I, I got to tell you, so I love the insurance policy aspect of that. I do teach velocity and infinite banking. So the infinite banking aspect of the, having the cash value life insurance policy is very near and dear to my heart. I actually have one myself and I right. use it to buy rental properties and then we yeah. put the money back when we refinance. Yeah. Yep. It's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's on the horizon at 72? That cruise around the world sounds pretty inviting. I saw one the other day that's 365 days. You hit 135 countries or something like that. We do a lot of travel and by a lot, eight trips, nine trips a year, usually a week each. Some Sometimes we just go away for a three or four day weekend. We own four timeshares, so we try to use them as much as we can. Our company, Valor Enterprises, where I work, takes the top producers on a fully paid trip once a year. So in about four months, we're going to be in Mu'urea, which is one of the Tahitian islands, for a week. We just got back from a trip down to Mexico. We're going to Cancun for two, two, two weeks. We're going to two timeshares, one week each. We'll be there in uh, six weeks. We're going to Sedona for a week. And I've still got more to plan for the rest of the year. I'm only up to August. I still got like September, October, <laughs> November, December. Probably going to do at least two more. So that's what's on the horizon for us. Staying healthy yeah. and having enough money in the bank are two of the ongoing goals. And what we'd like to do with that money in the bank is travel. It's just so much fun. Great, man. You sound like you're enjoying yourself and having a great life. I am. I am so blessed. I thank God every day or gods or goddesses, whoever's listening. I pray to them all that I'm healthy at 72. I'm happy. My goal is to live to at least 120. At 50, I said I'll live to 100. At 60, I said I'd live to 120. When I hit 70, but I joked with people and said, I'm going to go for 140. And they said, all right. All right, cool your jets there, buddy. 120 was a stretch. 140, I said, didn't Methuselah live to like 900 or something or one of those guys <laughs> back in the day? So we'll see. But staying healthy, absolutely the most important thing because none of it's worth anything if you can't get out of bed in the morning or your body hurts or whatever. So yeah, a lot of travel and just having as much fun as I possibly can and giving back. I do a lot of volunteer work as well. Excellent. So the next question is, what is one thing that you learned as your wealth increased? And I'm hoping that it has something to do with enjoying yourself and traveling because it sounds like you're doing that. And, and I, I thought about that question because you sent it to me a little early, which is good because it gave me a chance to really think about it. One thing I learned in 1982 was the concept of planning a week at a time, blocking out a whole week, not just getting up in the morning. What do I got to do today? Let me see. Oh, where's my to-do list? What are my goals? I learned a system for planning out one entire week at a time. Doesn't guarantee the week goes the way I plan it, bud. There's other people and they've got their plan and maybe I'm on their plan and they want me to do something that I don't want to do. But learning that, that, that skill 
And every and I do it every Sunday, and I have not missed a Sunday since October of 1982. So however many years that is. I plan out, I spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes planning out my week, time blocking my week, and then I just get up each morning and implement the plan. Wow. That's like 42 years. I've been doing the same thing. Has it been that many? Wow. That's a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's I'm, awesome, though. I'm reminded of a quote from one of T. Harv Eker's workshops. He's the guy that wrote Secrets to the Millionaire Mind. And he said, ordinary things consistently done produce extraordinary results. And amen to that. Uh, it's very ordinary. 20 minutes, block your week. Gee, what's so spectacular about that? But I do it every week for 40 plus years and it has produced extraordinary results, both personally and professionally. Wow, that's amazing, Brad. And yeah, that's, uh, I journal and I do time block and all that kind of stuff. So I am tracking my friend. Good day, high flyers. Are you ready to take your real estate investments sky high? Aim High REI is the perfect Facebook community for you. Get answers from experienced investors, connect with other motivated individuals, and benefit from valuable resources all in one place. If that sounds like something that interests you, join our amazing network today and we'll help elevate your investing journey beyond what you think is possible. Aim High REI is on Facebook. Just click the link down in the show notes. The best part, it's completely free to join. I help new real estate investors overcome the fear of failure and achieve generational wealth through buying rental properties. Go to BudEvans.com and book a call with me to find out why we guarantee your first rental property. Thanks. Now back to the show. If you're ready, let's get into the soaring four. Sure. All right. So these are the same four questions that we ask that could help someone who is starting out. Let me try that again. Okay. These are the same four questions that we ask every guest that can help someone achieve new heights. Are you ready? I'm ready. Great. Let's go. All right. What is one thing that you use to keep you motivated? Travel vacations. I'm, I always, that now I'm motivated for the next one, Cancun, April 29th. And so every day I'm going on the websites, I'm looking at stuff where I'm going to go snorkeling. We got, we're going to do an all you can, an all inclusive one. And there we're just going to eat and drink. <laughs> so that keeps me very motivated is planning the next trip. Excellent. And what is one thing that you learned that completely changed your mindset? It's actually learning to time block. That that was the critical thing. I Up until then, I, I didn't really have a sense of planning and scheduling and thinking it through and looking out seven days. It was pretty much get up in the morning and what am I doing today? So I would have to say again, it was time blocking a week at a time. Completely changed my mindset. That's great. I can ask the follow-up question, which is what tools do you use to keep you on track? Well, you're going to laugh, maybe, because I'm very old-fashioned. My wife and my daughter have tried several times, but I use a pen and paper planner, the same one that I learned to use in October of 1982. This is, I think, the fourth one I've had to buy because the leather eventually wore out <laughs> on the other ones. But I use a pen and paper planner. It has my goals for the year, uh, the quarter, and the month. 
It's got today's schedule. There's you, Bud Evans. I scheduled 9.30 to 10.30. I put a full hour just to make sure I have plenty of time on, on both sides. And I use this diligently. It sits on my deck desk, and I just look at it. And when I get done with you, it tells me what to do next. Excellent. All right. And then the last thing is, and th- this takes a little bit of reflection, but if you had to start over, what is one thing you change? Wow. If I had to start over, I'm assuming you mean start over, not back at being born, but like my career. (laughs) Yeah. Like back in, yeah. Back in your career, progressing into the land banking, was there one thing that you did maybe going into that, that you would have done differently sooner changed? Yep. Great. More due diligence. I tended to be somebody that got all excited about investing my wife would say, go Google that. I said, no, no, I know I mean, this is going to be the one. And in several cases, it wasn't the one <laughs> and it depleted our resources rather than increasing them. So I would say a lot more due diligence, a lot more research, really check things out carefully, which is what I want people to do with land banking. Don't take my word for it. You need to see Marcella's full one hour presentation Then I have to meet with you via Zoom. I grill you about, is this patient money? Is it money that can sit seven to 10 years and you're not going to need it? What experience have you had with investing before? And we just, and finally, they they literally have to beg me for the land. When they finally say, yes, I'm totally committed to this. I understand the time frame. blah, 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 blah. What do I do next? I say, okay, now you're going to get to meet Marcella. So we have a whole process with lots of bars and we make people jump over them through the hoops, over the bars. And in the end, if they're ready to invest, then we say, okay, you, you seem like you're nice, you're patient, you have at least 25K in investable funds that you're not going to need for 30 years. Yes, you're an ideal client. So that kind of due diligence is what I would do for my own investing. I wish I had done for several of the ones that we lost money on, which my wife still reminds me about today. I remember when you did. I said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> 33, <laughs> years, 33 years, happily married. Good day, high flyers. Are you ready to take your real estate investments sky high? Aim High REI is the perfect Facebook community for you. Get answers from experienced investors, connect with other motivated individuals, and benefit from valuable resources all in one place. If that sounds like something that interests you, join our amazing network today and we'll help elevate your investing journey beyond what you think is possible. Aim High REI is on Facebook. Just click the link down in the show notes. The best part, it's completely free to join. I help new real estate investors overcome the fear of failure and achieve generational wealth through buying rental properties. Go to budevans.com and book a call with me to find out why we guarantee your first rental property. Thanks. Now back to the show. So Brad, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Bud, the best way is email. I'm not a texting kind of guy and my website is my old website from my coaching days. I don't even really have a land banking website. My daughter's actually making one for me right now. So email is my name, Brad 
at bradwarren.com. B-R-A-D-W-A-R-E-N.com. Brad at bradwarren.com. I respond within 24 hours. And if people are interested, please mention that they heard me on your podcast or saw it on YouTube, where, wherever it's going to be, because I do reward people with referral fees. So that's another whole thing we're not going to get into today. But if people want to find out more about that, get a hold of me. And if you want to find out about investing, brad at bradwarren.com. Outstanding. All right, Brad, thank you very much for your time. I know you're busy and I know you're traveling, getting yourself ready for the next vacation. And I really do appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right. For those of you watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, until the next time we meet, aim high.